Praise the Lord. Let's, uh, if you're with me, turn your, uh, to, in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. We're going to read chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. Very familiar passage um, in the New Testament, but um, hopefully we can glean something out of it this morning. Verse 5, I mean, chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Galilee. And two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the, this ship, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little further from the land. And as he sat and taught the people out of the ship, and now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a draught. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their nets broke. And they beckoned unto the other partners which were in the other ships that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished in all that with, were with him for he was astonished in all that were with him at the draught of the fish which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you, we worship you, we give you praise, we give you glory, God. Father, I just pray this morning that as we already feel the presence of God in this place, Lord, that you would just rest upon me, God. Lord, that you would anoint my lips, anoint my, my thoughts and my mind, Lord, to speak the word of God today, Lord. Father, not only that, would you anoint the, the ears of the listeners, Lord. May you anoint their hearts. May you challenge them, Lord. May you just uh, uh, challenge them in such a mighty way today, Lord, that just as Peter did that day, that we would be willing to forsake all and to follow you. Father, we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Whenever I was in uh, junior high school, high school, if you guys are familiar with that. Now it's middle school. There's, there's no junior high. You know, I like junior high because it at least made me feel like I was getting near to high school. You know, middle school is like something in between. You know, where, where am I? Am I elementary? Am I, am I high school? You know, but back in the day in junior high school, um, whenever you may walk into the science class or into the math class or whatever, and the teacher would say, uh, we're going to have a pop quiz always hated them words, you know, those pop quizzes, it's like, oh man, you know, but uh, uh, it, it, was, it was a, maybe we were going to have a test that Friday, and this is on Wednesday, she says we're going to have a pop quiz, if you pass the pop quiz, then you are exempt from the test on Friday, it's a free hour for you, bring what you want, book something, because while the others are taking the test, you're just going to have some free time. 
Well, if you are one of those people who wake up every morning with a smile on your face, never in a bad mood, never tired, when your feet hit the floor, you're just ready for today, being happy, always, never down, no problems, too big for you, no worries, no stress. If that's you today, then you get a pass. You pass the quiz, okay? This is a free hour for you, or 30 minutes, or 10 if I don't, if I rush it a little bit. But no, this is a free morning for you, okay? If you were that kind of person that never have any problems, never stressed, always on, then today, just enjoy the presence of God. But if that is not you, then you are the people that I came to preach this sermon to. To the discouraged, the lonely, the worn out. The one that when the alarm goes off in the morning, you hit the snooze button way too many times. As you lay there, the thought goes through your mind, not again. Not again. The title of my message today is, Not Again. We lay in bed and we think, not again. I don't want to get up and face this day. I don't want to get up and face what problems, what stress, what, what this day holds. I would just rather lay here in bed and forget it all. If that's you today, I believe that God has got a message for you. God's got something today that he wants to stir your heart in such a way that we can rely and trust in him. When you have tried so many times, over and over you have tried, there's a certain look that we have about us. That look that says, it's too late. You've seen it, the rolling of the eyes, the shaking of the head, maybe even the quivering of the lips. Your friend is a day away from divorce, and over coffee you urge, can't you just try one more time? And she just shakes her head and sighs. I've done that. Maybe you have a brother or a sister that has a child that hasn't spoken to them in years, and you want them to just try it again. You ask, just try it one more time, and with a, a great inhale and release, I've tried. I've done that. Too late to save a marriage. Too late to reconcile. Too late to catch any fish. Or so Peter thinks. All night he's fished. He witnessed both the setting and the rising of the sun. Nothing to show for it. Worked and toiled all night long with nothing to show for his labor. How many times that we have seen other people get blessed. I don't know, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just that, that kind of person, but I know there's times in my life that I see people get blessed, you know, God's answering this prayer, and God's doing this, and man, they're standing up, and they're testifying, you know, that God met this need, and God met that need, and man, I just prayed, and boom, it was done, and you know, everything is great, and God is good, and God is wonderful, and I'm looking back over here like, whoa, what about me? You know, I prayed, nothing happened. 
I've been praying, haven't seen anything happen. There's struggles in my life. Life doesn't always just come easy to me as it does to them. Sometimes it's very easy to look at the other individual and see what God's doing in their life instead of allowing God to do something in our lives. But now Jesus wants him to try again. I think that Peter may have given Jesus the look. What? What? Try again? Where? Jesus, 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 hold on a minute. Did you just not hear what I said? We have been out all night. All, sunset, sunrise, nothing. Coming back empty-handed. What? You know how that feels? You know what that, how he must have felt to work all night with, with nothing to show for it? And then Jesus wants him to try again. You guys know that look if you've been married very long, yeah. Hallelujah. Now it happened, this is verse 1, now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, Jesus was standing by the lake of Galilee. Christ ministered on the beach as more people arrived, more people pressed. With ever pressed, Jesus took a step back. Soon he was stepping off the sand into the water. That's when he had an idea. He had an idea. Verse 2 says, and he, taught, he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one ship, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net. It's, really, Jesus? Come on. Jesus needed a boat, Peter provided one. Jesus preached, Peter was content to listen. Jesus suggested a mid-morning fishing trip. And Peter gave him that look. That look of, I've already tried that. It failed. That look of, I've been there and nothing happened. That look of, how many more times do I have to pray? How many more times do I have to ask? How many more times do I have to believe? How many more times do I have to, to give? Or how many more times do I have to take the back seat? How many more times do I just have to try? And Jesus is looking at Peter and says, I'm just asking you to try again, to try again. And I believe today, no matter what you've been through, no matter how many times uh, you have struggled, no matter how many times you have prayed, I believe that God wants us just to try one more time. Give him that opportunity just one more time. Oh, the thoughts that Peter might have had. I tried. I'm bone tired. All I want is a good bed in a good meal, and Jesus says, try again. Try one more time. Do you have any worn-out nets, any wet, worn-out, empty nets? Do you know the feeling of a sleepless, fishless night? Of course you do. We all do. We've all been there. We, we know what it is to pray to go to bed with tears on your pillow and pray, God, God, I need a miracle. 
God, I need you to move in in this situation. I need you to move in our finances. I need you to move in our relationship. I need you to move in our son and our daughter, Lord. I need you to move in, in, in healing. And you go to bed with wetting your pillow with tears only to wake up with an empty net. Nothing to show for the night of labor that you just went through, the night of pain and anguish that you just went through, with all hopes that in the morning when you got up that you would see things change or you would see something different or there would be a letter in the mail. There would be, there would be something that would, would make a difference with all that you've done and what all that you have just been through. But there again, the net is still empty. Debt-free, a long ways from it. My debt is an anvil around my neck. Faith, faith, I, 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 I want to have faith. I want to believe what God says. I want to believe that God is the healer. I want to believe that God is the provider. I want to believe that God is more than able. I want to believe the word of God that says that he is the God Almighty, the one that heals and delivers. I want to have faith, healing. I've been sick for so long, and I've seen nothing happen. I prayed and haven't seen the hand of God move. A happy marriage, no matter what I do, no matter what I've tried, it just doesn't seem to work. I've worked hard all night and caught nothing. You felt what Peter felt. You have set where Peter has set. And now Jesus is asking you this morning to go fishing. I don't know what your last night was. I don't know what you went through. I don't know what you're going through. But I tell you, God does. Jesus knows just exactly what you need. And this morning, he is asking you to try again. Try it just one more time. He knows your nets are empty. He knows your heart is weary. He knows you would like nothing more than to just turn your back on the whole situation and forget it. I'm done. I am just done. But he's urging. Oh, I don't know if you can feel it this morning, but hopefully there's something in my voice, something in my soul, something in the spirit that, that, that lets you know that, that God is urging you not to give up. Not to give up. God is urging you to, if you're at the end of your rope and it just seems like you, you can't go any further, tie a knot in that rope because God's not done with you yet. God's not done with that situation. God's got a miracle in store for you. All we have to do is hang on to it. How many times have we stopped praying? Have we given up just one prayer short from what God wants to do? How many times have we prayed and then got up from the altars and we should have stayed just a few minutes longer because God had something in store for you, but we got up too soon. We quit too soon. We gave up too soon. Stand on the Word of God. The Word of God says when you have done all to do what? To stand. 
to stand on the Word of God. There was a story of a lady that was sick and she was praying and praying and praying and she remembered in her in her mind that the preacher told her to stand on the Word of God. She went and got her Bible, put it on the floor and just stood on the Word of God and just began to worship Him and give Him praise and give Him glory telling Him, I'm standing on the Word of God. I need a miracle today. What is it that you need today? What is it that you need in your heart and in your life? What is it that you need in your marriage today? Stand on the Word of God. Don't give up on God because He is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. And believe me, He's still a miracle working God and He wants to work a miracle in your life and in this church. Church, let me encourage you this morning that God's not done with this church. God's not done with New Life Assembly. He doesn't have you here for nothing, but He he has you here for a plan and a purpose. He's got a plan and a purpose for this church. Let's give Him praise and glory this morning in the house of the Lord. Glory to the Lamb of God. Father, you were not done yet. It doesn't matter what we've done in the past. It doesn't matter how many sleepless nights we've had. It doesn't matter what we've done. I'm telling you this morning that he is an all new and an all fresh God. He said that every day is new to him and and he wants to bless you in a great and a mighty way today. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Verse 5 says, And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. Doesn't seem like a whole lot of faith there to me. He didn't say it with a great boldness about him. He didn't say it with a a uh, urgency that would lead that something miraculous was fixing to happen. He just said, if you said it, I'll do it. I'm not going to do it because I think it's going to be different. I'm going to do it because you said it. And today God is saying just to be obedient to him. That's all God asks is for obedience to him. All Peter was that day was obedient. He didn't put his nets in the water again with great faith, but he put his nets in the water again because he was obedient to God. So whatever God's telling you to do, just be obedient to Him. If God's telling you to read the Word, read the Word. If God's telling you to pray, stop what you're doing and pray because you never know that that might be the moment in the time that God wants to fill your net with fish. It may be the moment in the time that God wants to change your life just like He was just fixing to change Peter's life forever. He said, put out into the deep. Why the deep? Why the deep? We were, were actually camping at uh, Shabanoff this weekend. We were in Mendota last weekend. We camped there. And, and my little grandson caught a fish. Michelle went with him. And there's a little pond out there, and they were fishing. Caught a nice little, I don't know, we couldn't really tell was it there, but Michelle said it's a fish. I said, what kind? It's a fish. I don't know what kind of fish. They're all the same to me. You know, they're slimy and gooey. But uh, uh, he caught a fish, and and uh, we were, went out yesterday on, on a boat, rented a pontoon boat, had our grandson there with his little Snoopy rod and reel again trying to fish. But there was a guy camping next to us that he fishes a lot. He fishes that lake a lot. I was talking to him. We had some worms left over. I was like, here, you want these worms? We're, we're not going to use them, you know. 
He said, sure, great. He said, man, it's tough fishing out there right now. He said, the water's too warm. They're, they're, they're deep. They're, they're, they're hard to find because they're deep. They're not, they're not shallow. And I thought about that for a minute because Jesus told Peter to cast his net in the deep. Put out into the deep water. Why? You ever just wonder why? You know, Jesus, why? You know, really, I mean, he, he asked you to do something. It's like, why? why? You know, I mean, really, God, I mean, the world's not going to change dramatically if I do or don't do this. But you might. Because it's obedience is all that God wants. All Jesus wants from us is to be obedient, to do what he asks us to do. Just like Peter, just maybe, just maybe Jesus knows something about your situation that you don't because when he asked Peter to put his net in the deep, Jesus knew something. Jesus knew that it may have been a ridiculous request, but for one, he was looking for obedience, okay? And two, Jesus knew what was beneath the water. And, and I just can't help but believe this morning that Jesus knows something about your situation that you don't. What's, what's beneath the water? What's, what's behind that next prayer? What, what, what's behind that next sacrifice, that, 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 that next offering, that next opportunity? What's behind that next night that God wants you to pray? What's in the deep that God wants to bless you with? I can just see Peter now as he thrust out his net. When it hits the water, he, he, he looks at Jesus. He's standing on the boat. I fish with a rod and reel. They fish with nets, so just bear with me here, okay? He throws this net out into the water. Spreads out, it hits, it begins to sink. He turns and looks at Jesus at the other end of the boat. He turns and looks at Jesus with this look of, not again, not again. But, but what he sees in Jesus, he's, as he looks at Jesus, there's a, there's a sparkle in his eye, you know. I mean, Jesus has got this little, this grin that, you know, it's like you couldn't slap it off of him. You know, I mean, one of those kind of grins. You know? He's so excited and he's so happy because Peter is being obedient. And Peter throws the net out. It hits the water. It begins to sink. And Peter's looking at him like, not again. But then Jesus, he's looking at you this morning with a smile. Oh, he's looking upon you this morning with a smile because of your obedience to him, because your faith in him. He's asked you to cast that net one more time in obedience to him. You are willing to do that. And when you look back at Jesus, he's looking like, I got this. <laughs> you know, I got this. Don't just trust in me. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in your own obedience, but trust in me and I've got this. As I was preparing for this message, it occurred to me, I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, sometimes I, I think of weird stuff, you know, it just my mind just goes, and it's weird, but bear with me here, we're going to try to make something out of all this here in a minute. But as I was preparing for this message, it occurred to me that, um, why, why didn't Peter catch any fish 
that night before. He is a fisherman. He may be six generations of fishermen. That's what his father did. That's what his grandfather did. That's what his grandfather's grandfather. They were fishermen. He goes out. He knows where to go. He's been there. This lake's not that huge. He's been there. He's fished this lake before. And all night long as he throws his net out there, it sinks. He brings it back. He knows the weight of that net. He knows when there's fish in there. But every time that night when he grabs that net, he begins to bring it in. It just, he, it's too light. There's nothing in it. He pulls it up, casts it out again. Once again, he pulls on it. It's too light. There's nothing in it. Why? Why did he not catch any fish that night? How many nights before do you think that Peter has went out and fished and hadn't caught nothing? I mean, I'm talking maybe a minnow, you know, a crawfish. I mean, something. But he didn't catch anything that night. His nets were empty. Must have been a strange feeling for Peter, like, what's going on? You know, this is what I do for a living. This is how I provide for my family. And as I began to think about that, I thought, you know, what a setback. I mean, maybe financially he was dependent upon that night. Maybe he had the bills collector coming to his house the very next morning, and he went out hoping for a great catch. I'll be okay. I'll, be all right. I'll, get, I'll catch some fish. We'll sell them. We'll be able to pay the mortgage. We'll be able to pay the debt. What a setback it must have been. Oh, but... Uh, oh, but... Mm, I don't think it was a setback at all. You know, and the nights that you've spent in prayer, all the nights that you have prayed and asked and believed and, and you woke up and you thought, what a setback. Oh, can I encourage you this morning that it's actually a setup. God was setting the stage for the morning because you see that the significance of the no fish only made the miracle of the great catch even that much bigger and believe me this morning that the empty prayers and the empty empty nights that you have worked and that you have prayed and the unanswered prayers and the unanswered um, opportunities the unanswered miracles all of these when God does that miracle in your life that you're praying for when God does when he moves and steps into your situation like never before it's only going to be that much more greater because of the unanswered prayers in the past the unanswered opportunities that God had to move in your life but he's waiting he's waiting on that moment that we are obedient to him that we can cast out our nets and we're going to bring in a great harvest we're going to bring in a great miracle and it's because of the miracle of no fish that made the miracle of the great catch significant I don't know if you ever thought about that before but what if Peter would have had a great catch and a great, a, a great uh, harvest of fish he would have not wanted to go out. God, I've got enough. But God wasn't setting him back. God was setting him up. And I believe this morning that God is setting you up. God's setting this church up. He's setting each and every one of us up. Because you see, when Peter finally threw that net out there, he looks at Jesus, it sinks. He grabs a hold of it. Oh! I know that feeling. Whoa, wait a minute. This is heavier than I've ever felt before. He gives it another tug, and it's like, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need some help. My net's about to break. 
he begins to call for, for the other fishermen, the other partners to come and, 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 and begin to, they begin to get the nets up. They begin to fill their boats up. And I tell you what, this morning, God wants to get a hold of you. He wants to get a hold of you. He wants you, he wants you to grab a hold of him and begin to hang on, just like Peter had to hang on to that net, almost pulls him in. And he gives it one more yank. God wants to pull you in. He wants you to be submerged completely and totally in him today. God wants to do a miracle in your heart and in your life. Jesus wants to get a hold of you. Now Peter, he looks at Jesus again. There's that look. But all of a sudden that look is changing because now his net is full and his boat is overflowing and and fish is everywhere. And as I said, you know how slimy they are, stinky fish can be. And in the midst of all of that, he looks at Jesus again with a little different look. Because now... He sees, he sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. He doesn't just see the fish finder or the rabbi, but Peter sees the Lord. Verse 8, it says, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at, at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished in all that were with him at the drop of the fish which were taken. He saw Jesus for who he was. And I promise you, when you submerge yourself into Jesus, when you give Jesus everything that you got, you can look up and you're going to see Jesus in a fresh and a new light. You're going to see that smile on Jesus' face and you're going to know why it's there. Jesus is not done with you yet. Jesus got more in your life than what you can imagine. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the creator of all things. And I'm telling you this morning that God's not done with you, but there's more that God wants to do in you and through you. Jesus wanted to do something. Jesus wants to do something in your life as he did in Peter's life. Peter never again fished for fish. He spent the rest of his days telling everyone that, he, that would listen that it's, it's not too late. It's not too late. I'm telling you this morning with an urgency inside of me that, that, that is just, it's just, it, it's amazing that it's not too late. I don't know where you are. Church online, I don't know where you are in your prayers. I don't know what you need this morning, but I came here to tell you with the boldness inside of me, with the authority of the Holy Ghost, that God is God and He wants to do something great inside of you. All we have to do is cast our nets and let God be God. There is nothing that we can do to help it. There's nothing we can do to make it happen. All we can do is be obedient to God and that prayer is going to be answered. That healing is going to come. That miracle is going to manifest itself when we are obedient to Christ. Can the musicians come forward and begin to play as we try to land this plane this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. It's not too late for you. Not too late for you. Before you say yes, before you fold up the nets, And head for the house. I've got two questions that I want to ask this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Two questions that I want to focus on in closing here this morning. 
Have you given Christ your boat? Have you given Christ your boat? Peter willfully gave him his boat. Didn't know who Jesus was. Just some guy preaching on the shore needed a boat. Peter gave it to him. Peter didn't know what the rest of that morning was going to hold. Have you given Jesus your everything? Holding nothing back from him, but giving him everything. God, it's it's out of my control. It's out of my hand. I can't do anything about it. It's too big. I can't handle it. I can't take it. I can't go another day. And Jesus says, give it to me. Give me your boat. Give me your problem. Give me your frustrations. Give me your heartache, your dead-end dilemmas, your struggles. Have you really turned everything over to him? Because I know, I, I, hey, I'm, I'm chief number one in trying to take care of it myself. I'm right at at the head of the list of I can handle this. I can do this. I can make this happen. I can figure this out. Have you given him your boat today? Totally and 100% surrender to him. And secondly, have you gone deep? Have you gone deep this morning? Have you really... I don't, I don't want to belittle any, anything that you've done for Jesus, any prayer that you prayed for Jesus. Believe me, that's, that's not the intent this morning to, to do that. But have you gone deep today? Have you bypassed the surface water solutions to go deep? Have you tried the other side of the boat you know, they say that insanity is, is that if you keep doing what you're doing and expect a different result, it's not going to happen. You've got to do something different in order to expect a different result. What is it this morning that, that, that you need to do different? What is it this morning that God's asking you to do, to do different? Because, believe me, that obedience is going to move the hand in the heart of God. Have you tried the other side of the boat? Have you gone deep this morning? Have you gone deep in Jesus? Have you submerged yourself? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just begin to worship him this morning. Hallelujah. Allow him to go deep into your heart. Allow him to go deep into your situation. Because I promise you, he knows something that you don't. God's got it under control. There is no problem too big for him. There is no situation that God can't handle. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. Stand up with me this morning. Let's just begin to worship him. Let God have his way in this house. Let's just sing a small portion of that. Let God have his way today. God, we're yours. We're yours, Lord.